0: Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I am your host, Whitney Sewell. I hope you have been considering growing your team and first by hiring that executive assistant and finding that class a talent that's going to help you move to the next level with next less stress uh, and get there more efficiently so i want to continue that today i hope you've listened to show 800 and then 850 where i've gone into different details of this process and some different things that i've learned recently to hire the top talent, uh, which I've recently done. So, But first, I thought I would go over a couple things. Again, if if you're looking at YouTube, I'm holding up the book, Top Grading, just so you can see it uh, by Bradford Smart. I encourage you to have this in your home library so you can reference this. Uh, It's on Audible as well. I listen to a lot of it while I wanted the book in my hands because there's numerous documents in here that also have an assistant or somebody on our team to recreate in Word or just type out different things. I'm going to go over some of that today with you. We're going to hit the prospective candidate questionnaire, which is so crucial in this hiring process. And I want you to understand why it's important and why you need to go to these steps. But I wanted to back up a little bit and talk about A players a little bit and who they are. And because he does, a, obviously, a great job in this book of just detailing what an A player is. And there's some examples here I thought might be useful to think about. And it says a paper plants managed by A players have 94% higher profits. More talented investment banking associates are twice as productive as those uh, average in talent. Return to shareholders for companies with top talent practices averages 22% above industry means. Top 3% of programmers produce 12 100% more lines of code than the average and top 20% produce 320% more than average top 3% of salespeople produce up to 250% more than average top 20% produce up to a 120% more. Okay, so I want you to think about that when your team. I mean, this is saying salespeople, you know, in general, or programmers in general, or share, you know, return to shareholders. You know, it just there's a big pool there that they're talking about. And when you're thinking about your team, there may only be, when you're first getting started, this may only be the next person on your team, or maybe you have a business partner, and this would be, you know, the first person you all hire, or you know, it's a much smaller pool here. And it's just it's so important that this person is the right person, and that you've spent enough time to ensure that you're going to the extent necessary to ensure the correct hire. I wanted to share with you too, just what top grading is. There's a good definition in this book. Uh, Again, I didn't come up with this. Uh, I'm just uh, reading this part right out of this book, but it says to top grade to fill at least 75% of positions in the organization with high performers, which is a players by hiring and promoting people who turn out to be high performers at least 75% of the time. So think about that. And again, you know, a lot of times this is focused on kind of large, very large organizations, you know, and if they're hiring, you know, 50 people a year, 100 people a year, a thousand people a year, depending on the size of that organization, obviously, it's so important they have these steps in place. But I think it's just as crucial. And he even goes into that in this book, that this is for any organization, it doesn't matter the size, but especially if you have one person, and it's you or two people, you know, this hire is so important. This person could just make or break you over the next year or take up so much time from you, you know, as far you know, positively or negatively, depending on who they are and their abilities. Another thing I wanted to point out, you know, the definition of an A player and so a high performer. We talked about it a little bit, but someone in the top ten percent of the talent pool available. So B players would be in the next twenty five percent. C players would be in the bottom sixty five percent. So an A player is really best of class, you know, in that top ten uh, percent of talent available. And so, you know, and obviously that means at the given compensation level, just in any specific company, maybe or in a particular industry or location, specific accountabilities, available resources, there's numerous things there that you need to think through, right? You know, when you're thinking about who are the top talent, top A players, you know, and how are we going to find them? And so, you know, I've been going through that over the last few solo shows, you know, show 800 and 850. I think this is 857. And so, you know, I want to help you through this process. But today, specifically, I want to go over this document that that helped me so much in finding that person. And so we talked about in show 850, that job description and the top thing on the instructions at the bottom of that job description said, you know, or I mean, actually said to apply, please submit the following via email to, and then I provided the email address that I wanted them to submit it to. And the top thing said, number one, it's a perspective candidate questionnaire. It says download here and it's a link. And so, Again, I made it a link, so they have to download it. They have to have some technical ability to make that happen. many I actually did not. They were not able to download it i would if they asked, I would send it to them anyway, just in case you know there was an issue. I wanted them to still have the opportunity to submit this document and go through the rest of the steps. But I did take note of some of those things, and just to i 'll share some of that as well when I was going through this process. I had, you know, like a folder on my computer that said uh, like business development, and there's numerous things in there, things I've learned from uh, notes from different books and downloads and whatnot that I, I've had over the years. But one specific way that I did this was just I had, you know, an employee recruitment folder, and then you know I would list every person that applied. You know, was, as soon as I received their information through that email, I would make a folder for them. I would immediately download all their documents to that folder but i would also print that email to pdf and put it in that folder because remember there's numerous things that i ask them to do and i'm going to tell you about a couple more in a minute but that email is going to show us you know did they answer the other questions you know did they tell us you know did they send a you know a cover letter like i asked and pdf of the resume you know because many people are going to send that in a word document they're not going to send it you know like you've asked in a pdf did they tell you in the email how they heard about the position? You know, did they submit the Strengths Finder and, and the the Colby A Index? Uh, you know, those other assessments or reports? You know, like you asked. So, so that's how I'm going to be able to go back and find that. But also, which I'm going to go over in another show, is is that tandem interview? You know, that we completed. My business partner and I. You know, we interviewed the final people, and I want him to be able to look at you know these documents. I want him to know the standard. This is what we're asking, and I want him to look at them. Before he and I talk about a candidate, I don't want to help him develop his opinion about somebody or how they submitted something. I want him to develop his own opinion and then us discuss it at a later time, right? Or maybe even document some things that we both think you know, about specific people or, or just their skills or their abilities, the way they presented, you know, the documents, you know, did they do everything we asked? And then he and I meeting about that. And I'll go over a little more of the tandem interview that we completed at a later time. But on my computer, as soon as I would receive somebody's information, obviously I would respond, say, thank you, you know, for that information It has been received. We will be in touch soon, you know, with further steps uh, or not, you know, one way or the other. Obviously, I would download all that stuff. Whether I knew right away or not, I wanted to document what they had sent just in case it ever came back later just through this process. So the prospective candidate questionnaire, so important. Can't stress to you enough, You know, this document saved me a ton of time. And when we had hundreds and hundreds of people apply, this helped me to narrow it down. How did, did they submit it? Most people are going to look at this and they're going to just you know, run away right there. They're not going to complete it. However, most of it's very simple, but it still took some time for them to complete it. And, you know, I, I don't want somebody that's going to halfway do it. And, and when you apply or when you put a job in Indeed, you're going to get so many people. I obviously already have a canned you know presentation or resume already in there. They're just going to hit apply. If it sounds you know like anything they might want, they're just going to hit apply. And however, I put that same job description in Indeed. And if they just hit apply on Indeed, and there's no other communication, they didn't do what I asked. They did not receive any communication from us, or maybe or I think maybe we tried to respond to say, "Sorry, you were not selected," but that was it. But we did not say, you know, go into much detail or anything like that because I wanted to ensure they read the instructions and could follow the details uh, that we asked. So, prospective candidate questionnaire. It says, you know, right at the top it says directions for completing this form. Number one. We use this form to gain insight into past work history and core competencies to better assess a potential fit with our organization. Please fill out this form in its entirety. Do not skip any questions. I mean, I think it makes it pretty clear. Do not skip any questions. So, yeah, (laughs) simple, right? Uh, Number two, if you need additional space, type your additional content into this Microsoft Word document. Number three, please know that before an offer of employment is made, you will be expected to set up reference calls with every prior supervisor for the last 10 years. Now, did you hear that? You're expected to set up reference calls with every prior supervisor for the last 10 years. So that was a big shocker for me when I first started learning about that. And what top Grading calls that is the torque technique. And that stands for Threat of Reference Check. And so it says the, uh, the, the TORC technique, the Threat of Reference Check technique, which lets candidates know at every step in the hiring process that the final, a final step in the hiring process is for them to arrange personal reference calls with former bosses and others, uh, you know, uh, uh, that we want to interview or that would be for us, you know they're going to set that call up with us, or you know obviously this new boss or whoever's interviewing to talk with, and so you know it talks about this threat of reference check scares C players away, and it says good exclamation mark. So you know C players can't get their former bosses to talk to you, and C players wouldn't want you to talk to them anyway. This is right out, out of top grading that, what I'm reading right there. It says decades of experience confirm that high performers do get their former bosses to talk and are happy to make the arrangements. So, you know, it says, tell them every step of the process, even before you begin, you know, they need to know. So that was something very new. I'd never heard of that before, but I do think that that helped save us a lot of time. It does encourage you in the book to not skip that step because you do want to follow through on what you said you were going to do. But that was crucial. When they see that, I'm sure there's a lot of people that said, nope, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm not having them talk to this person you know or they're going to leave maybe a specific job or career that they had off of this form you know that you're going to have to investigate a little bit and figure out some time discrepancies and And things as you're going through this form. So, you know, what I found though is that a lot of people, you know, have worked for maybe one or two places in the last 10 years, or maybe they haven't even been in the workforce for 10 years, but they're very qualified, which my, you know, executive assistant, that's the case. She hadn't been in the workforce for 10 years, but she's had some great success and and done very well at, you know, one or two places, you know, in in the years that she has been working. And so she was very qualified, had great experience that I was looking for. Uh, but So it wasn't an issue. You know, and she was fine with talking to a supervisor to speak with me, a current supervisor and past. So number four is once this form is complete, it says, please email to, and I have that email address in there again. And it says, and write career history form, your name uh, in the subject line. And so, you know, quote your know, career history form and it has your name. So very specific in the subject line. And if, applicable please include a copy of a formal resume and it says you may also include a cover letter and pdf of your resume and it says a strengths finder top uh, you know same thing as before as the instructions Colby a index are optional so you know it's, it lists those again there uh, but it again tells them a specific way to send this to us and tells them what to put in the subject line. And that will help you later on as you're organizing lots of resumes and lots of emails. It's gonna be helpful you know, that they do that. Not all will, and that's not a complete disqualifier. It's just a one more thing to show you their level of attention to detail. Right after that, it says disclaimer, returning this form does not guarantee employment. This form is simply an, an exploratory data collection tool. So then it goes career history form it says this information will not be the only basis for hiring decisions you are not required to furnish any information that is prohibited by federal state local law again i'm not an attorney if you feel like this is too detailed you can talk with your attorney but i feel like most of this is great information and just to see how they respond but right off the bat personal information obviously their name their home address street address telephone those things position applied for you know it says right in a if there is not a specific position to which you are applying you know ultimately You know, we only had one position, but still, did they complete it? You know, and then the next line is earnings expected. That's an interesting uh, interesting space there to see what they put in there. What do they expect to earn and do they complete it? Many will leave it blank. They're not bold enough to tell you what they are looking to earn. Then right off the bat, it says business experience. and says your present or most recent position. Says the firm has their address, business type. You know, obviously the employed from and two times, and then it says uh, their base salary and did they get bonuses? What was their initial compensation? Final compensation? What was their title? Who was their supervisor? You know, their name, title, and then it says what do or did you like most about this job? What do or did you least enjoy? Reasons for leaving or desire to change. Did you resign voluntarily, or were you asked to resign, or were you terminated? Please explain so you know pretty important questions there you need to know why are they desiring to leave and a lot of times you know if they've had numerous positions and in this, in this document's going to continue to tell you this, you know depending on why they left, you know there may be a a series of, of things happening there that's going to only come into your company as well, and so this just provides a great ways for you to have better questions during the interview process as well. After that, it says your present or most recent position continued. and, And it says the second round of our selection process will include a reference call with your previous supervisors. and The below questions will be posed to them in the call. Please rate yourself as you believe your former supervisor will rate you. So very interesting questions here to see how they think they're previous supervisor or current supervisor feels about them and it says on a scale of one to seven one being very low seven being extremely high please rate this person's resourcefulness to do the following it says to seek out and seize opportunities go beyond the call of duty passionately find ways to surmount barriers be an action-oriented doer achieve results despite uh, lack of resources, re-stimulate uh, languages, projects, lives a just bias for action and do-it-now personality at work. I mean, that's one question. You know, How would your supervisor rate you uh, on these things? The next one is, please rate this person's intelligence to do the following. Demonstrate the ability to acquire, understanding, and absorb new information rapidly is a quick study. Note, this competency reflects neither motivation to learn nor willingness to accept change. Rather, it reflects the intellectual capacity that, when combined with motivation, results in learning. All right. And then the the last one, please rate this person's integrity in the following areas and has ironclad integrity, does not ethically cut corners, remains consistent in terms of what one says and does and in terms of behavior towards others, earns the trust of coworkers, maintains confidence puts organizations' interests above self, does what is right, not what is politically expected. Fights fair, intellectually honest, does not play games with facts to win a point. So some important things there, and obviously they are judging themselves, but it's just some good information, good things that you can ask them about during an interview. And then it's going to go through the same thing for every previous employer over the last 10 years. You know, if they've been employed... You know, eight times in the last 10 years and and they're serious about this position, they're going to fill this out, you know, that what I just read you eight times. And then it just has, you know, that on the same sheet numerous times so they can fill it out or copy it for the next position that they were employed by or, or before. And then towards the end, there's another section that says, you know, it asks, which employers do you not wish to be contacted? So just in case there were a couple employees or employers that, you know, we shouldn't contact, they can explain it there and, and tell us why. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't get the position, but it may be something that we talk about, obviously, during an interview. And then we're going to ask about military experience. Do they have it? You know, what branch, date entered, nature of duties, you know, what was their rank, uh, things like that. Education, you know, we want to know where they went to college. You know, this was it was nice that, uh, you know, my assistant does have college. She's very educated. However, that was not an essential point for me. I was much more concerned about their integrity in their drive, you know, to to have integrity, to do what's right, to not operate in a gray area, similar to what one of those questions said. That's so much more important to me than their level of education. It's great. I want them to be very experienced and be as experienced as possible, but you cannot teach them to be integrous. You know, that is something I need them to have before they come into our organization. I can train them to be a good assistant or to underwrite deals or look at markets, which is not what my assistant does, but but we can train them to have certain skills, but I cannot train them to have integrity. So just keep that in mind. Education is very important, and sometimes too. You know, there's a thing on there too for extracurricular activities, honors, and awards. Some of that will also show you just drive that they've had for many years. You know, were they driven in school and in college? And you know, did they earn awards? Just something to keep in mind. Maybe they did other things. Maybe they don't have college, but man, they had to really push to do this other thing that they did. It just shows a lot about their personality that could be very important. And then it says. List additional education. You know what undergraduate courses you know did you take and why did you like them, not like them? Part time and summer work. I w- you know I was stressed to think about that too. Did they work hard? You know what did they do with their summers? You know they're going to put it on there. You know and how was your education financed? That just tells you a little bit about them as well. Depending on how they answer that, but part time summer work upon you know not everybody works in the summers when they're out of college. How hard did they work? How hard did they have to work? Maybe it's going to show you some more about their personality. Or maybe there's other courses or seminars they were taking at that time. There may be memberships that they're a part of or, you know, different things that you want to ask about. There's a lot of other things here that we could go over. But right now, just think about, you know, you got to get to know this person quickly. You're going to ask them about weaker points or areas or areas of improvement, all those things, of course. Then you're going to ask about, you know, are they willing to relocate if that's important to you? You know, I left it, even though I didn't require them to relocate, I left this question on there. I wanted to know if they were willing to relocate for this position. Some were. Some were willing, some couldn't, you know, with their spouses in school or they have a family situation where they can't move or their spouse has a career or job, you know, where they can't relocate. But there were some that were willing. So I left it on there, even though it wasn't required, because I wanted to know that. And then it says amount of overnight travel acceptable. You know, we don't require overnight travel, but again, I want to know, you know, how committed are they? And it says, what are your career objectives? And then the last page says, do you have a legal right to work in the United States? Have you ever been convicted of crime, Uh, you know, other than a minor traffic violation? And then it says, we ask every candidate. Here's a big one too, that will help you to narrow this down. It says, we ask every candidate to handwrite a brief response to the following question. Why are you considering leaving your current position? So if you notice, I said, we ask every candidate to handwrite a brief response. You'll get everything in there. Many will not answer it at all. Some will actually print it out and handwrite it like you've asked. But obviously, that's another step. And you're just going to check to see, you know, did they read it? Can they follow detailed instructions? And it's not a deal breaker if they didn't do it correctly. But it is another method to say, you know, they did read it, they did get it, or they didn't. And then there's a place for to mark referred by. Uh, So you know who referred them if it did come through a referral, and and then there's a place for signature and date. So, you know, obviously, I went through that document very quickly. There's things about it, too, that, that we won't have time to go over today, but that is the gist of it. I encourage you to have something like that, because that document and requiring them to complete that and having specific ways for them to send that to me. It was crucial in narrowing down the process. You know, like I said, we had, I don't even remember now. I said it in show 800, but I can't remember now how many hundreds of applicants we received through Indeed. And then there's also, I don't know, I don't even remember now. I mean, tons of applicants through referrals as well. And we did end up hiring through Indeed. And so, I anyway, know I've said numerous times that I was going to tell you which way we were successful because I did track it. And I wanted to know where did the most people, most qualified people come from and, you know, where did we end up hiring from? And it was through Indeed. And so my current assistant, you know, she applied, completed everything very well to the detail. I mean, to every detail. And so, you know, obviously she made it to the top interview or to the interview process, but obviously most did not. We only completed four interviews. And I'm going to go into that more de- in more detail in another show. But we only completed four out of hundreds and hundreds of applicants. And this document helped me narrow that down. Did I read every detail of these documents? No, I, I didn't have to. I mean, some did not submit it at all. Some submitted it halfway. Some printed it out and filled it in by hand. Extremely sloppy. You know, I'm sorry. If you do have to complete it by hand, that's fine. But it needs to be legible, right? It just shows me your attention to detail, shows me how much you know you really care about this position and how you're presenting yourself. Because how they presented themselves to me there is going to reflect how they're going to present themselves to investors and clients and, and people I work with in the industry. You know, And in even greater detail should have been better when they're submitting it for the job. So obviously, pretty quickly, that eliminates them. But it's going to tell you so much about that person right off the bat that's going to help you to narrow that down. In most cases, after I do that, we would go through that. I would respond, like I said, and say, you know, I'm sorry, you were not selected for the position. We'll keep your file on hand, maybe for future opportunities, potentially. If they were somebody that I felt like we might hire in the future or look at again. But I hope this was helpful for you to think about this perspective candidate questionnaire. I'm going to do another show on the uh, just dual tandem interview that we did. Nothing too crazy there, but there are lots of questions that you need to think about uh, asking someone that uh, that I didn't know about. I mean, I thought I did pretty good interviews. I've I've been in an interviewing position, whether it's a state police and uh, as a federal agent. You know, I've been interviewing people for many many years. Not in this context, but still, you know, whether it's on the side of the road, or, you know, in a situation as an agent, you know, interviewing lots of people, and obviously on the podcast, right, interviewing 850 people or more here over the last couple of years. But, but this is a little different, right? It, this is a little different, you do develop a skill there. But there's certain questions that I had not thought of before that I learned through this book and through other books that I'm going to share with you in the next show. So hope you've learned a lot. I hope you are moving forward to grow your business and your brand. And I hope we're helping you with that. Again, if you think of questions that you'd like me to ask on the show or something you'd like me to cover, email us at infolifebridgecapital.com. At you can always message us through the group, too, the Real Estate Syndication Show. I have not done a great job of being very active in there, and I'm going to try to do better about that in the near future. But I hope that you will reach out and let us know things that you need to know to improve your syndication business. If you're an investor, reach out through lifebridgecapital.com, hit the Invest Now button, or go to our contact us page. That's how you will get in touch with me our team will reach out and schedule a call. And I look forward to speaking with you and learning about your goals and helping you achieve those through real estate and investing in large commercial real estate. So I hope you have a blessed day. I look forward to hearing from you. Talk to you soon. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter.